Today on That's So Retrograde, we have Groove 3's Benjamin Allen. retrograde oh my god it is i'm elizabeth Kahn. i'm stephanie sambari and it is officially summer it is summer how do you feel about it i love it i'm parking on the city streets where school day only parking usually is i'm yeah. not working i'm sleeping late you know i'm on summer hours for sure yeah. half day fridays the great thing about being a teacher is <laughs> you don't have to work in the summer yeah i actually understand now why so many girls i know got uh their teacher certifications when they were in college. They're like, I'm gonna be a teacher. I'm like, oh. Yeah, you thinking you ahead. Like bikinis. And luxury. Half days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and mandated lunch breaks. I get it. I get it. Um wow, I love summer. Me too. I'm so excited. It's my favorite. You know what else I'm excited for? Tell me. Today's guest. Yeah, I know, me too. He holds such a special place in my heart. So we have Benjamin Allen of Groove 3. Elizabeth's favorite dance spot. My favorite dance class that's in Los Angeles, but it's slowly growing. I know they have classes in St. Louis. They recently did uh, some teacher expansions into other cities. And if you go on his website, we'll talk about it in a second. You can see the other places that this movement is picking up. And really, it holds such a special place in my heart because I've realized as I've gotten older, the things that bring me joy are the exact same things that brought me joy when I was a youth. (laughs) Or as my grandfather would say, a ute. A ute, exactly. So I I never played sports growing up, but I did dance. So should I like join a softball league? Yeah. Okay. Do it. I would totally do a club team, though, by the way, now. Yeah. I mean, like, I wasn't into sports back then, but maybe now that'd be cute. I also feel be. like it'd be a fun place to meet boys. Yeah, well, which is what's most important. Yeah, that <laughs> and the health food store. That's where I want to be meeting men. Um, so I started going to Ben's class a year ago in May. And through going to this class, I committed to going twice a week to dancing. Mm-hmm. And I realized that a, such, such a shift came on from that. And... For me, it's become a meditation. Like there's this moment where you can click into the choreography and you stop thinking about everything else. And the clarity that that brings the mind, it's so amazing. And it's become a meditation for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that something that we explore so much on this podcast is self-care. And mindfulness practices are, are not one size fits all. It's true. People can really tap into that in so many different realms. And for me dance and Ben's class in particular has really brought that into my life in such a profound way and so I'm so excited you guys she is glowing (laughs) talking about this right now if you could see the sparkle in her eye it's special you would know how this class has affected her I just really like dancing to Aaliyah you know what I mean yeah you love choreographed movement with friends (laughs) seriously there's nothing better than just busting out some choreographed moves I feel you real cool. I like when I go to Pamela Pamela's class, our friend Pamela Price. Hi, Pamela. She's she's really into how high maintenance I am. <laughs> she gives me a lot of attention and yells at me in the proper way. 
That's more my vibe. I need a lot of one-on-one. Yeah. On one. Ben's class, we don't talk. Yeah, I know. It's a different thing. I love his class, yeah. too. Yeah, the movement, it's great. We go through one movement at half speed mm-hmm. and then get really comfortable with that. Then we do it in in normal time and then a bunch of times. So you're like, never stop moving. The music doesn't stop. And then we add on another move and then it do it in half time and then in real time. And then it just merges together and you just slowly build this dance and then you kind of switch places in line. There's a live DJ. It's just the energy is so, so special. There is a really satisfying feeling of when you finally get, after like the third or fourth time of when you get the choreography and you're like, oh my God, I just figured it out. And you get this brain happiness yeah. and you kind of like release, your mind gets happy, but also at the same time you release your mind and you're like really fully in your body. Exactly. And it's really cool. that, that mental clarity that comes when you're able to push all the other thoughts out of your head and just kind of tap into that muscle memory. Yeah. And your brain goes clear. Some good shit right there. Hashtag going clear. <laughs> yes. So without further ado. I think we should bring him in. Let's bring this Fine, fine gentleman, and he's so sexy when Ugh. he teaches. My God. I All know. right, Benjamin Allen, welcome to the show. Yay. Hey. Hi. What's up, ladies? The so thing ben? with our show is this is about smooth introductions. Yeah, we're just easing smooth. in, <laughs> keeping it mad chill. Yeah. I like that. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having so me. This ben, is so cool. You are the creator yeah. of Groove 3. Yeah, it's my baby. Oh, my God. So tell us. <laughs> What Groove 3 is. Yeah. Uh, Well, I started dancing in college really late in life. Oh, cool. Fell in love with it. Couldn't get enough of it. Um, Graduated with a degree in business and communication because what else do you do? And uh, decided to move to L.A. uh, and pursue dance professionally after only four years of basically backup dancing for drag queens and the WNBA. (laughs) That was my experience. Professionally in Phoenix, Arizona. Wait, wait, wait. We need a little more information on that. What happened? My first paid gig as a dancer Mm -hmm. was for a drag queen in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Uh, She hired four guys, four young college boys, um, to do a Janet Jackson medley. That's incredible. Mary Lou Pearlman. She she pimped us around Phoenix and made Mm -hmm. a lot of money. And then actually I got picked up by another queen who took us to... Miss Gay America? This is like a whole other conversation. <laughs> but that's incredible. Hashtag but, love wins. Yeah. Exactly. Good, <laughs> good time for that. So anyway, um, I had lots of experience um, performing for drag queens, and then I auditioned for the WNBA um, and made the squad. And for my junior and senior year over the summer, did all the game ops, ran out there in, on the court, did the t-shirt cannons, high-fived little kids, signed autographs, my... My stage name was Be Down. Oh, my God. Be Down. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So anyway, moved to L.A., got myself super wrapped up in the dance industry. So many fun opportunities, really cool things. Did you Um, dance with Britney ever? I never got to dance with Britney. That's all I ask any dancer in Los Angeles. Honestly, when I moved here, like, that was all I knew. I was like, Janet and Britney, those are the only two I want to dance for. K-Fed beat you to it. He totally did. Um, but those opportunities I found are like really few and far between. Um, the industry has its like ups and downs, and I found my way through. Got involved in a lot of other things, but then totally fell fell out of love with dance, mm. um, which was really unfortunate because I'm like, this is my passion. This is what I love. Didn't love it anymore. Um, was taking class, didn't like it. Auditioning, thought of twenty other things I wanted to be doing, and then basically decided. I want to go back to my roots. I want to find something that I really love doing. And I realized 
there are a ton of people just like you guys who see the dance industry, idolize it, want to be like it, but aren't going to go to a professional dance class. And you're also not going to roll up into like a 24-hour fitness and take a Zumba class because sometimes that's just not what you're about. we're not 45. Yeah, it's not what you're about. You know, you, <laughs> there's a calorie-burning element to it, and then there's like a dance element to it where you just want to dance the shit out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I branched out. I, I was like, let me rent a studio in West Hollywood, started mass texting and calling on my friends. I'm trying this new thing. Come out. Um, and one class has now turned into... Um, I don't know. We just certified another 11 instructors. So we're like up to 40 instructors under the group format. We have our own studio now. We're in a partnership with Equinox. We just did a huge event with Nike. So there's lots of exciting stuff, but it's not, it's all been years and years of hard work and love and dedication to something that I truly care about and has changed a lot of lives. Yeah. And I was saying earlier that This class that I started a year ago in May, I committed to myself to kind of revisit the things that, kind of the extracurricular things in my life I did as a child. I realized those are the things that I really serve my soul as an adult, dance being one of them. And I found your class, and it was created such a shift in my life, uh, both in how I carry myself and how I care for myself. And it's just so fun. And it's a gift to give yourself in the evening to go. And the format in, is a live DJ the entire time. Mm-hmm. And we don't stop <laughs> moving the entire time. So the thing that I kind of can't stand about most dance classes in Los Angeles, one, they're so serious because mm-hmm. there's a lot of the professional dancer mm-hmm. element. And then also, the, and this is just like a common dance class thing, the teachers always kind of want to start at this specific part, at this specific song, and you're like always waiting for it to pick up at the beat and then start. So there's a lot of stop and start, and I can't stand that. I'm like, I just want to move my mm-hmm. body. So this, your method really remedies that all. Yeah, that's kind of that was that was part of it exactly. Going to classes and realizing, you know, it's a show that everyone's putting on. Everybody's trying to get seen and. Um, yeah, it's a, the teacher depends on their energy, what they're giving to you. Most of the time, they're not giving much. And I'm like, this is so crazy. I'm like, somebody make some noise. Somebody scream. Get excited. Um, yeah, so we incorporated a live DJ, kept the music pumping the whole time. I'm like, you do not stop moving for that entire hour when I say hit it. Let's go. Um, and it's turned out really awesome. People love it. And, and you're, you're so hot when you dance. Hey. Just thought you should know. Yeah, you're hot here now, Come, too. But that... Wait. Yeah. <laughs> come come, I just come wanna... next week. We're doing we're doing a magic mic. Oh no! Because the movie comes out next week, so come to class next week. You're I gonna will. get some serious body rolls. Oh my god! Serious body rolls <laughs> on the real. I love the magic mic trailer. Did you watch it? The welding. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. That might be one of my costumes next week. Oh my god! Please. <laughs> so you're doing you do, a kind of these fun iterations of the class. Tell us about the vision for Group 3 and like where it's going and why it's going and sure. all that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Class is class and it'll always be class. And I'm always trying to find fun ways to make class more exciting and also take the community, the students outside of the classroom because most of the time nobody talks to each other. You just come in, you do your thing. And I'm like, let's do fun activities. I don't care if it's a barbecue, if it's a movie night, let's go get food. Um, but we started doing all these fun events, and now we're doing a rooftop series, which is right here in Hollywood on 
Selma and Vine at the Maltabon Theater. So um, we do it just June, July, August, and it is literally like off of sunset, at sunset, the sun's going down, and we just dance party it out up there. And we do theme nights throughout the summer. This coming Monday, we're doing our first Grease is the Word theme night. <laughs> so I'm going to give really you fun. some serious Danny Zuko and like all that fun stuff. But we do 90s night and 80s night, and we bring special guests on the roof. Like Robin Anton came last year, and we did a whole burlesque theme class, which was super fun. We gave everybody microphones so you could live out your like superstar fantasy while you're, <laughs> while you're dancing. Amazing. Yeah, um, and so the vision, we just opened our own space. It's a creative production space, so it's more than just a dance studio. So we're like, anybody, any creative people that want to come, rent the space, shoot a video, shoot photo shoots, have an event, any of that good stuff. Um, But we're just kind of starting to expand. We're really getting a lot of people um, finding groove in different parts in this training that we just did. Someone came from Indiana, someone came from Colorado, someone came from Sonoma. So they found it, and they were like that. I know my city needs this. I want to bring this back to my city. So they arranged it, flew out, took the two-day training, and now they're going to start their own version of Groove in their city. So That's so cool. So it's going to be really neat over the next couple of years to see that expansion happen, not only like nationally but internationally, because I really think it transcends all um, all demographics. It literally, I've taught it to young, to <laughs> old, and we don't talk. We only use hand signals. So obviously, we could do it in any country. It's really incredible, the community that it fosters. And I love that it's moving out of California and into other cities. I have so many of my friends back in Michigan who see the videos I post of dance class. They're like, we need that. Yeah. I think it's also really cool, the format, how you have everyone in the same level in the same class. And like... You'd think that it would be intimidating, but it's not. You're just like, when I, because I'm not really a dancer. Like, I did ballet when I was a kid or whatever, but I'm not, that's not how I identify at all. But when I see, like, the really good people, I'm not scared. I'm just, like, I'm just watching them. Like, I'm going to do it the best I can to try to emulate whatever they're doing. But it's, there's not, like, that sense of, like, showmanship and competition. Yeah, also, it's Los Angeles, and people are, everyone's so into themselves. No one's paying attention to anybody else, right? That's so true. (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) I do, I do try to make it a point to tell newbies that. I'm like, trust me. I know these people seem professional. They're not. Trust me. No one's watching you. They're watching themselves. Yeah. 100. Yeah. I so. love that. Um, cool. And you can always just sit in the back, like run to the back if you don't want to be <laughs> in the front. Totally. And then you come back and you're like encouraging. And I'm just like, I want to be good for you, but I can't. <laughs> but thank you for believing it in me. It takes yeah. practice. It just really impresses me how you go around, you greet everybody before the class, you encourage everyone to introduce themselves to someone they don't know, and to me that instantly connects the room in a really great way. How did that, how did you become that type of leader? Like what inspires you as a teacher? Because that's a skill set that's really special for what you do. Not everyone can do that. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's it's part of what we try to teach our teachers as well, but I realize that it's not something you can teach. It's sort of a personality trait, and I've kind of always been that way. I was really involved in high school, really involved in college. I was an RA. I was student body president, like all that stuff. So I think just as I've grown, I've always just been social and outgoing. So I naturally just want to hug everybody, <laughs> which is almost a sickness <laughs> in the elevator, coming up, coming up, hugging people. Um 
but it's just it's just that I just realized that people lack that connection a lot, and so bringing that connection to people and having them introduce themselves and getting to know people, it's like. You've been dancing with this person for two years. Do you even know their name or what they do? I mean, the best part about my job is finding out what people actually do. We were just talking before, right? I've known you for a while now, and, yeah. I, and there's still things I don't know. What are you talking about? You do that too? Oh my God. So it, that's the special part about this is that all ages, all levels show up, and then you talk to them and you find out. This girl the other day on the roof, she shows up and she tells me she's stage four cancer. Wow. Yeah. And that yesterday she was down in the dumps, and today she dragged herself out and came and took a dance class. I mean, I literally, you know, holding back the tears, but that is so special that I wouldn't know. She was just some older lady in the back of the room, but I went over, started talking to her, and she opened up, and she explained where she was, and she's like, and I also ran that 5K marathon, and I also did this, and I was like, you go, girl. Gave her a huge high five, and I said, I'll see you next week, and she said... We'll see. We'll see. And I looked at her. Looked her in the eye. I said, "I will see you next week." So I really hope, Toby, if you're listening, <laughs> I hope you come hey, back Toby. next week because it was so fun dancing with you. And I know dance just totally lifts your spirits from anything you're coming out of. It literally is a complete mood changer. So when you're showing up for people as a teacher, how do you show up for yourself? Do you have any rituals that you prepare for oh, you, no, that I help you prepare for class? I don't take class? care of myself at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> it is difficult. Um, rest is obviously a huge component of it, um, which is difficult too, because I'll work all day doing the like admin side of things and then I'll teach all night Mm -hmm. and then I'm super hyped from the energy in class and then I can't go to sleep Mm -hmm. and then I have to get up in the morning and do it all over again. Um, but eating is obviously such a big component. Um, and I, I've been really good lately about taking half a day off and going and getting a massage or laying by the pool and just like that me time. Mm-hmm. It's it's so hard to do, and we put it on the back burner so 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 quickly. But I'm realizing more and more, you know what? That stuff will get done tomorrow. I need to take care of me. Yeah, it's really difficult to um, know when the obligations that you put outside of yourself like are just things that are stressing you out. And totally. I feel like we all really need to work on that. Yeah, like the real true obligation is to like oh, do that a hundred percent. Yeah, I was trying to cram in a lot this weekend, too, and one of them being shooting another video, but a kid's video, and my friend, whose daughter was going to do it, she said, I don't know, you just seem a little tired. She's like, let's reschedule. And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine, we can totally do it. She goes, it's cool, let's do it another time. And immediately I was like, okay, you're right, I don't have to do it right now, we can do it another time. So yes. Because you were putting the pressure on, like, if it, like it's more about... Showing up for her. Yeah. Like, we scheduled it. We have to do it. I got to make it happen. And that was me going back to back on a Saturday from 10 a.m. to, like, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. So. It's so interesting to me because what you do holds space to allow other people to let go of the pressures of their day. And you kind of need to give yourself that space outside of the classes. It's a, it's a difficult balance. It's something I work on all the time, and especially as I get older, too, realizing it more and more how important that is, the importance of it. But, yeah, I like to push yeah. and keep going, and especially when I feel like, you know, somebody's counting on me or relying on me to be there. I'm like, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'll deal with it later. You're my favorite teacher. Oh, <laughs> Just so you know. (laughs) Thank you. We have a good time. The best time. Your little smile in class is nice every time I look back while you're dancing. Thank you. (laughs) I just love it so much. And the music is such an incredible part. And it's it's a certain style that all the DJs that 
come into the class have. Can you talk a little about that? Yeah, I mean, music is everything. If we did not have good music to dance to, we would not be dancing. We wouldn't be moving. We wouldn't be grooving. That's such a, that's the word right there, groove. It's how you, how it makes you, how it makes you feel. So, I mean, late 80s, early 90s, so many of us connect to that genre of music. That's when that feel good, the R&B, pop, the Aaliyah, the TLC, the Biggie, like all that stuff was so good and so easy to connect to. So we always start there. And that's a huge portion of what we play in class. And we tell our DJs, like, anything from that genre, throw it down. Any of those sing-along hits, people are going to connect to it. And sure enough, everybody's singing along, having a good time. So... (laughs) That's a big component of it. That's kind of where we, where our format and our music lives in that in that genre. But then we, sure enough, speed it up. We get to that like late '90s, early 2000s. The Britney, the Justin, like Pink, so much oh, good yeah. stuff. Destiny's Child, like all that stuff in there. And then we roll up into the club bangers of today. And sometimes, you know, the energy's always there, but it's hard hitting and you're like, I can't find the groove, but I can't stop moving. So great. Turn down for what? Like, That's my favorite. When that song comes <laughs> on, everybody is like getting As annoying as that song is, yes, but that song, you literally cannot help but dance full out on that song. So many on. songs find their voice for me because of your class. I'm like, I didn't really have any feelings about this song until I had choreography to pair with it and then it's like a whole new thing. Yeah, you don't yeah. realize that you loved those songs. It's like when I found myself at a Nelly concert, I was like, I love Nelly. Like, I knew all the songs. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I had a similar experience at Maroon 5. I was like, I know the words to every single one of these songs, and I don't want to. Right. <laughs> How did that happen? What songs do you love right now? Oh, going for Summer the... playlist vibes. <clears throat> the music. Um, I'm, I'm liking the, the lean on. Um, mm. Focus, fire gun. I don't know it. Oh, you yeah, need it's uh, major. To lean yeah, on. major yeah. laser. Um, oh, I wish I knew. That's it like a fun. Nice. It's real good. I styled a, a mm-hmm. YouTube video for Liam Marie Johnson. Everyone check that out. Where she did a cover for that. There you go. That song. Check got, it out. The song in my ear. All right. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. It's <laughs> okay. It already plug. has like two hundred thousand views, so I don't really need to be plugging that. Nice. Anyway, uh, <laughs> mic drop. See ya. <laughs> Not my mic. <laughs> People that hire me there's, like. <laughs> so. There's so much good stuff out there right now. I mean, you know, the Ed Sheeran type stuff is always good. Like his voice is just incredible and sounds that little so redhead like, guy, huh? That little redhead yeah. guy. Yeah, easy listening. You know, not dance stuff, but good stuff on the radio to blast while you're cruising down the road, yeah. singing at the top of your lungs. I mean, Sam Smith had a good run for a while where you're just like can't get enough of his voice. I like the cheerleader song. Oh, me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, that's a bopper for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was watching, I came across that when I was in Israel. I watched MTV because it's my favorite thing to do is watch MTV in foreign countries. Okay. <laughs> and they played that music video. I love it. It will forever remind me go. of. She is always right there when I need her. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Israel on every single podcast. You're you're so Jewish. (laughs) Shalom. (laughs) It was a good experience, yeah? Yeah, it was great. Amazing. It really kind of changed everything. Yeah. So we have this section of the show that we often do Mm -hmm. uh, called Roses and Thorns. 
Yeah. Roses and thorns. Yeah, yeah. That's the theme That's song. That's our theme song. <laughs> and have you played did you play yeah, Roses yeah. and Thorns? Yeah, you can join us. Here, we'll do it again. Song. Roses and Thorns. Yeah, yeah. Woo-hoo. Amazing. <laughs> Love it. That's that's the song of the summer. Okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> did you play Roses and Thorns as a I have child? No idea what that so is. So it's high and low. So it's a nice like reflective game. Hmm. One you know, I sometimes play it when I'm going to sleep at night. Like, what was good? What was bad? Okay. These are the cute things that happen in Elizabeth's head. I know, right? How She's adorable. Like, sometimes when I'm going to sleep, I play Roses and Thorns. You guys played that, right? And we're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you are adorable. <laughs> cute brain. Hey. hey. And I'm five feet. Right. Makes it even more. Um. Okay, Roses and Thorns. What do we have? Well, I feel like... Marriage equality. That's cute. Yeah. Huge. Universal rose. rose, right? A big ass rainbow rose. Oh, it's fucking awesome. It's a big rainbow rose. I love that. Major rainbow yeah. rose. I mean, we don't really need to speak too much on that, but uh, just to just. Finally? Yeah. I mean. That's really cool. Yeah. I felt for a long time that there's two things that have kind of like been in the ether of discussion that are just going to be defunct within like five years and we're going to look back at them and be like, that was even a thing. Yeah. And I think marriage equality and then legalization of marijuana. So my mom's two favorite subjects. There you go. Perfect. That's all your mom. That's the only thing your mom uh, sends emails about, right? Yep. She's like, Stephen's gay and Steph's a stoner. (laughs) And I'm both. No. Hi, Mom. Hey, Mom. She doesn't listen to this. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) She's like, you guys have a podcast? What's a podcast? What's that? What's that? Yeah. Cute. So, Um, yeah, congratulations to the U.S. for actually getting it together. Getting it together. I'm super into the fact that they showed the five that voted yes and the four that voted no. So excited for those four no naysayers to, like, have their faces out there. I'm I'm literally so embarrassed. By Are that. they really old? I mean, they're they're old enough to be. Is it the Supreme Court? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Supreme Court. They're no, they're no spring chickens over there, you know. Right. Sure. It takes a while to get there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe considering going into politics. Oh, we have the peeps. Oh. All right, majority. Oh. oh. I'm kind of, like the Can one. I, there was a black guy. Oh yeah, they they really? look like they would say no. You dumb dumb, Thomas. Come on. I just I think I have trouble when minorities vote against other minorities. You kind of would like to think that like. How do you not understand? Everybody like has can like come from a place exactly of understanding with that and then go from there. Can't, yeah, can't you somehow equate the same thing? Like this happened to you, so why would you do it to somebody else? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love this. Gay and lesbian people are equal. They deserve equal protection of the laws, and they deserve it now. <laughs> right? But you're right, though. I'm... Sorry. You're right, though, that it's like, <clears throat> we're going to look back and be like, why was this even a thing? Yeah. Why did we make such a big deal out of this? Like, how did this spin into something that spanned years There's of so much so hate? There's so many, like, it's fucked like we up never things learned. going on, and this is, like, something that is so, we can so control, and to me seems like such a no-brainer. Like, what about the things we cannot control? Like exactly. global warming and all that. And this drought we're dealing with. And, wow. you know, like, healthcare. Which also, there was, um... Something happened with healthcare, Emu? Obamacare is staying. Yeah, it's happening. Hmm. I don't know what that means. So they, they ruled that it's a good thing. They were gonna take it away? They, it was like a... 
They're is it like a trial? It. Yeah. Okay. It was like <laughs> I'm just tapping in now. Yeah. No, you know, just, just tuning into culture. They were just today. They were just trying out. They're like, maybe people should have healthcare. Yeah. Let's test it. See how it goes. And it's working out. Surprise, surprise! People should be taking care of themselves. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Hey. I don't understand why in this day and age we have these dumb questions like. You know, I feel that in the 20th century, it was like all of these, you know, gender, gender inequality, racial inequality, and like those things pass and we're still dealing with that. Like, why would we not pass this and then make it more difficult down the line? Do you know what I mean? Like, women are still making like whatever percentage of what men are making, even though like the equal rights for them happened like, like almost 100 years ago. So it's like we're just setting ourselves back by holding people back. In general, like when, when are we going to learn as like a society that it doesn't do anything for the greater good of the people to be like, well, this group must be separate. Well, that shift is definitely major happening. Yeah. And it's slowly happening. I think I, that I was going to say, I think that's I think that's somewhere where social media is playing a huge role because the younger generation is on YouTube Right? right? All day, all mm-hmm. night. And they're seeing people come out on YouTube and going like, I've been watching this girl or guy for years and I think they're so cool. And oh, now they're gay? Okay, cool. Same. Right. So hopefully that's that's helping, you know, the next generation just yeah. be totally cool with it. Not, yeah. Not yeah, care. there's something about... Definitely, like, it's not separating people as much. Mm-mm. You can't you can't deny it because it's just there. It's there. Whereas before, it wasn't that you never saw it. Yeah. There's such a pro and con, I think, about the fact that social media allows everybody to have a microphone. <laughs> Speaking of these two assholes <laughs> sitting right here who have a microphone. We were born for this. Speaking of stepping out faces for podcasting and saying it all along. I'm wearing boxer shorts. Oh, cute. <laughs> um, but, you know, and the thing is about everyone having a microphone, like, not everybody should all the time. But in issues like this, where we can really kind of come together on issues that people feel so strongly for and it can really build a sense of community with that and a sense of camaraderie and and constitute change it's so special Mm -hmm. it's so cool and it makes me excited about you know there's a rose and thorn about everybody having a microphone right yeah so is that your rose and thorn yeah it always goes back to being the internet always (laughs) (laughs) every single show yeah it's just the thorn is the internet Mm-hmm. And the rose is generally something I've found on the internet. So I guess that's that. Oh, also in Rose of Mine is that um, rainbow heart emoji that you posted on Instagram. Yeah. Where did you get that from? Oh, see, if you if you hashtag love wins, then that automatically oh. came up this morning. Right, right, right? That's amazing. This on Instagram? Oh, not on Instagram. On, on Twitter. Twitter. Okay, Twitter. that's my rose. It's done. Yeah. So cool. Technology. The tech- I know. They're like on we were it. saying, like Uber has like a little... Uh, Rainbow flag happening. Following all the cars. Yeah. Oh my God, it's <laughs> happening it. everywhere. Yeah. Thank you, technology. That's yeah. But thank you, those bigger companies that are supporting it too totally. and showing their support for it because yeah. that's another thing but too. Let's They're standing be honest, up for it. All the people that run those companies are gay, right? <laughs> Jewish and gay. <laughs> Jewish and gay. That, that's a thing, right? Yeah. You can just yeah speak truthfully and openly. Yeah. Do you have a rose? Do you have a thorn? Um, I mean, the rose is, I think that's a great rose today. Big win. Huge. Um, Thorn, though, back to the internet thing. I watched a video last night of these kids beating up another kid because he got 
uh, honor roll. What? Because he was on honor roll. So not only is that sad to see the reason why, but again, back to technology, that somebody filmed it on their phone and they posted it on YouTube and it's probably going to go viral. And that's just... Not cute. It's not cute at all. Like, obviously there's enough people that are like responding, like these assholes, you know, that's not cool if we see them, that's... But still, Where it's happening, this? and I don't know if it's also telling people like, oh, ha, 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 we should do that too. Let's film, you right. know, let's go kick that kid's ass, and we'll film it, and it'll totally go viral. Right, because now it's like about the views. Seriously. And also, for that kid who got beat up, it's kind of like, on one hand, it's good that it was filmed, because I'm sure there's going to be like an outpouring of support for him. But on the other hand, it's like, if I was a teenager that happened to him, I'd be so embarrassed. That that's like it's a, just awful. I just can't yeah. imagine being a teager and having this mobile device. I'm so happy I missed that. I'm so what, yeah, happy. We, How old are you? 30s. 30s. Yeah. Okay. 30, 29. Yeah. I, Facebook <laughs> came out when we were... In college. When I was yeah. my freshman year of college. Yeah. The fact that I missed the high school Facebook phase mm. is... It Such was a still blessing. called the Facebook. <laughs> the Facebook. <laughs> or Face Place at first. Ew. That was the original name. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. I, I just can't imagine growing up. It's such like a tumultuous time without having it be played out on the internet and like yeah. seeing where your friends are and you're not and all of, you know, all this stuff that has to do with growing up. My rose is uh, that... I didn't that I had a Nokia flip phone. Where did that take place? The uh, video. That you I don't. Watched, I don't know. Him. Yeah, I don't know where. But, but that's kind of like going back to the point of like the, what I was saying with the Supreme Court justices and like holding people back. It's like no matter what, there's always gonna be stuff that people like hurt each other for. You know what I mean? Whether it be like your sexuality, your gender, your race, mm-hmm. your intelligence, like whatever. Like I feel like the job of the government is to like lead by example, like. If if the government is saying like this is okay, then that that trickles down. If the government's saying like actually we don't know that they're equal, it's like that's that's the message that people are receiving, and so like it's their job to actually be the light in that way of like lawmaking. Like, mm. and it doesn't matter because then okay, great, gay marriage got passed, but uh, if you're smart, you're getting your ass kicked in some like random town in Kansas. It's just like. I'm assuming it's in Kansas because <laughs> to of me, terrible things happen in, in, in the Kansas. middle of the country. Oh, but yeah, just all the shootings and all that stuff. It's just out, that's out of control. And I don't think there's laws that the government can make that are going to stop that. Well, gun control would be a great <clears throat> that would place be a to huge start. One, yeah. I watched Hillary talking about that and she was just so poised and great. She's like, we can't keep watching massacres no. and act like we can't, we have nothing to do with it. Like, we're not helping the situation by... You can walk into a Walmart and buy a fucking gun. Mm-hmm. Like, how crazy is that? You know what I say to that? What? No guns, yes, dance. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> you won't need a gun if you dance. Exactly. And if there's a live DJ involved mm-hmm. and no talking, just moving, mm-hmm. I guarantee I... that there'd be a whole lot more love, love. being made love. and I... less... Mm-hmm. People hurting one another. Oh, I think we could change a lot. Bring mm-hmm. it into the prison yeah. system. That would be it's dope. Been talked about. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's very Jeff Ross of you. I was just gonna say <laughs> Jeff Ross roasts criminals, <laughs> and you can dance criminals. I love you it. should do that. I'm I'm down. I would try it. Embassy Row. You want to? Uh... That would be a, a <laughs> sponsor. That very interesting social change thing. That would be to get them to move and dance. Break mm-hmm. break them down a little bit. I think we'd be surprised at how many people were actually into it. Yeah, and if anything, great viral videos. 
Like that's a, <laughs> like the flash mobs. Oh my god! In yes, the jail, that's a amazing. thing. But that that that's a great example because they obviously had to work together. Yeah. To get that made, and they probably all felt so accomplished to a when beat. that when that thing got put online and got huge, huge, huge hits. Amazing. That was probably so satisfying. Like all these inmates that are there, stuck. Life sucks, but whoa! Look, we made a flash mob, and look at all these people around the world that saw it. It mm-hmm. resonates. Yeah, it resonates. Universal language. Dance attention. Benjamin Allen, where oh. can we find you on the internet? <laughs> Places you don't want it. Um, <laughs> You know, Groove, beating kids up. No. Yeah, Groove Groove Three is uh, our website. G R O O V Three. Don't put that E in there. Flip the E, make it G-R-O-O-V-3. a three. V Three. What's the three stand for? Yeah, it's our motto: dance, sweat, live. That's what you're gonna do. It's that simple. You're so that's cute. Simple. You're so cute. <laughs> that's I can't it. even handle you. That's it. Uh, so yeah, Groove Three dot com. Yeah, O-E. the website. Um, Instagram is Groove Life. We live that groove life um, with the three in there. Twitter's just groove three. Um, I'm Hey Ben Allen on Instagram. Oh, cute. Hey Ben Allen. Yeah. Love it. So check yeah, it out. Come find me. Let's, Thank you so play. much for being here. You guys are awesome. Can I call you B Down? <laughs> Moving only, forward. Only you. Okay. Can we see some of your WNBA moves? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, this has been so great. And thank you for all that you do. It's really special. 